Peace will not always be the result for the Christ follower. But as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. It is this place, the place where others won't have peace with you as a Christ follower, that I see the place that we fail in the other direction. I said there were a couple directions. One is that confrontation, the anger, the pride, all those things that lead to battles. We want this, we want that, and we get in battles. But there's another side. The other side is that sometimes we fail to live righteously, not because we don't seek peace, but because we seek peace where there can be no peace for a Christ follower. Sometimes we're afraid. Sometimes we live in fear of other people. And sometimes we value a fake peace over truth and righteousness. Sometimes we act out of fear instead of out of meekness. If you were here several weeks ago when we talked about blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Meekness is confidence in Christ. There's no fear in it. There's no fear in meekness. Meekness is trusting God so much, trusting God so much that you believe what the Holy Spirit revealed to us in Romans 8.28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. If you believe that, you have no fear. And you can act confidently, but sometimes we don't act in meekness. Sometimes we don't act like we believe this. And sometimes we make peace. And we trade truth for the comfort of just avoiding confrontation. There is a time to stand strong. There is a time not to give in. There is a time to speak the truth in love and in kindness but speak the truth even though we know the consequences will not be peace. They will not be peace. Many Christians are now in this world giving in to that fear. Or they've just got a desire to be accepted by the world or the culture or other people. Many Christians are now willing to bend Scripture or to apologize for the Word of God and what it says because it doesn't fit into our current cultural moment. It doesn't fit with the way that the elite people of the culture and the enlightened people of the culture are living and thinking. And because their faith and scripture doesn't fit that, instead of standing strong on it, they just bend it and they twist it so they can try to avoid confrontation and make peace where there should be no peace. God did not reveal his word to us so that it would fit in with what the culture and the world believe. Scripture, the Bible, has never fit in with what the culture and the world believe. That's why they see it as upside down, and we know that it's right side up. As you can tell, we're in for another powerful and insightful lesson today as Pastor David Robinson from Acts Church teaches us about what it means to be peacemakers. And there's a lot more to it than we often think. Here's Pastor David with more. This is not about just the big moral issues of the day or whatever. Those are important, but this is just about truth and standing for the truth in general. Here's the deal. When we compromise on truth, when we twist Scripture, when we do all that, people think we don't believe it. And if people think that we don't believe it, why would they ever believe it? You want to talk about Jesus, you want to talk about Scripture, you want to do whatever, but then when when difficulty comes or when confrontation comes, you twist the Scripture or you ignore it or you do whatever, people are going to assume you do not believe it. 
And they're not going to want to believe it either. You will never be able to show the power of the gospel in your life if your life is a constant compromise of truth. Not happening. We cannot live in fear of the opinion of man. We cannot live in fear of the opinion of culture. Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone's going to like you. John 15, 20, Jesus says this. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word, they will keep yours also. We cannot have peace by simply agreeing with everyone. That's neither reasonable, nor honoring to God, nor honoring to the people who you're agreeing with when they're wrong. G.K. Chesterton says this, he wrote this, there are two kinds of peacemakers in the modern world. Of course, this was 1906, but we'll consider it modern. And they are both a nuisance. The first peacemaker is the man who goes about saying that he agrees with everybody. The second peacemaker is the man who goes about saying that everybody agrees with him. It is ridiculous and unsustainable to agree with everyone. You can't sustain that. It doesn't work. Everyone is not correct. Not everyone is correct. Truth does not work like that. You are not a peacemaker by agreeing with everything the world and culture and your friends want you to agree with. That is not being a peacemaker. All you're doing when you do that, when you twist scripture, when you try to get along, when you, when you uh, compromise on issues of truth, all you're doing, you're not making peace all you're doing is moving the battle from between you and culture or you and your friend or you and your kid or you and your wife or whoever it is. All you're doing is moving the battle from there to between you and God. You're not making peace. You're just making a much bigger enemy. Much better on the battle with the other person than you are in the battle with God. You ain't going to win that one. But when we compromise truth, when we desecrate the scripture by twisting it, bending it, so that we can get, be liked, get that Facebook like, or have people not think bad things about us, have people not look at us the wrong way, or whatever it is. When we do that, we are not making peace. You might be having a kind of fake peace with the person next to you, but you're now, the person who you say you follow, Jesus Christ, you're now making a battle with him over his own word. Bad idea. Here's the deal. You cannot be a disciple of Christ and twist the Bible to agree with the world. Can't do it. Here's an important thing to remember. The Bible does not bend. It doesn't bend. You can break it, make it worthless for yourself, but you cannot bend it because it's truth. The truth is it doesn't bend or break. It doesn't do anything. It's just the truth. You have to take a stand for truth and you have to speak the truth in kindness, in love, in a winsome way, but you've got to speak the truth. Don't seek peace where there is no peace for the Christ follower. Don't give up being a Christ follower to avoid confrontation. There are other ways of being a peacemaker as well, like being a peace between, making peace between other people, you know, not, not yourself and someone, but a couple of other people, like us lawyers do, suing people and causing losses, right? But I don't really want to talk about that. We don't have enough time to get into, into that one. I do want to talk about one more important piece that we do. 
And that is the peace that we help make between other people and God. And there's a couple ways this works. One is uh, making peace between our brothers and sisters in Christ who have done something wrong, who have fallen, who have sinned, who who have gotten lost in sin a little bit, helping them to restore their relationship with Jesus Christ. That's one way that we help make peace. It says this in Galatians 6, 1 and 2. This is out of the ISV. It says, brothers, if a person is caught doing something wrong, those of you who are spiritual should restore that person gently. Watch out for yourself so that you are not tempted as well. Practice carrying each other's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of the Messiah. We should always gently and with love help our brothers and sisters in Christ to see when they are going the wrong way and to help them back. It's part of our peacemaker, peacemaker duties. We're supposed to help people to be at peace with God, but there are others in the world who we can be a part of peacemaking with, of their coming to peace, to shalom, to wholeness with God. We can be peacemakers by spreading the gospel. There is nothing more peacemaker-ish That's probably not a word. There's nothing that's more like being a peacemaker than spreading the gospel. Because here's the deal. I'm just going to get real with you. Those who have not confessed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he's in charge, those who have not believed in their heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead do not have peace with God. Period. They do not have peace with God. Those people are lost. They do not have hope in Jesus Christ. They are spiritually dead. That's what Scripture says. Their sin has separated them from God, and they do not have peace with Him. And if they continue to be rebels and enemies of God, they will end up separated from Him forever in hell. Those are the facts. It might be more agreeable or less confrontational if I wouldn't talk about hell. It's not a fun topic. In fact, there are Christians. It's one of the things that Christians are, some Christians are compromising on. Well, there's not really hell. Everything's going to be okay. But that's not what Scripture says. And I cannot preach the Word of God from a place of fear. Scripture doesn't preach that way. I'd have to bend it, and I'm not going to do that. The truth is that if you've not believed in the risen Lord Jesus Christ and become his disciple and follower, you do not have peace with God. And if you insist on rebelling against him, instead of accepting his free gift of salvation that he paid for for you on the cross with his precious blood, if you don't do that, then you will die and be separated from him in hell. That's the deal. You are an eternal person. You will either be with Jesus forever or be separated from him in hell forever. So the only choices. I know that there's a lot of other options that people talk about out there. Maybe we'll just take a dirt nap and we'll just, it'll be like we just went to sleep and we never woke up. Mm-mm. It's not true. You're an eternal person. You're going one place or the other place. That's the way it is. That may sound very old school, but it's true. You're not coming back as a unicorn. Okay. It's not happening. Okay. You're going to be with Jesus and have peace and wholeness and shalom and hope and love and mercy and all the things that are wonderful. Or you're going to have yourself and nothing else. Those are the facts. But they come with such good news. That's what the gospel is. It's good news for those who do not have peace with God. 
Very good news. It's the good news that Jesus died on the cross for you, for your sins, for your rebellious heart. And he rose again, defeating death and sin and hell. And he's offering you the way to him, the way to God. He loves you and he's shown you how much he loves you through his death and rising from the dead. He did this so that you could go from death to life because you were broken into a dying world, a broken world. It's broken because of a rebellion. If you can't see that, you are, you got your head in the sand. The world is broken. There's a reason why bad things are happening. It has to do with the will of human beings who have chosen to be rebels, who have chosen to done that, do that which they ought not to do. And it's broken the world, but Jesus has offered us a way to himself. When he died on that cross and he rose again, he set things aright for those who would follow him. So you can live in this broken world and yet at the same time be living in the kingdom of God. You can start eternal life now, today. It's not like, okay, I do this thing, I say this prayer, whatever, and then when I die, I get to go to heaven. It's not like that. Right now, today, you can start to be made new. You can have peace with God right now, and you can live the rest of your life and the rest of eternity as one continuous thing of life in Christ. That's what peace with God looks like. Those of you who love your lost and broken neighbors, family, friends, spouse, kids, parents, who don't know Jesus, you'll be peacemakers by sharing the good news, by sharing the gospel of peace with God. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Those of us who will be peacemakers, it says, will be blessed and will be called sons of God. Now, I've been called a son of a few things. Maybe you have too. The interesting thing, some of your translations may say children of God, but the, the, the proper translation is probably son of God, and there's a reason for that. Because when we say son of a fill in the blank, we're usually not talking about the person's mother or father, right? We're actually talking about them. It, it reflects on their character. If I say you're a son of a whatever, I don't know. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about your mama or your daddy. I'm talking about you. I'm saying you have a certain character. And if we say, if we're called sons of God, that's talking about you. It's saying you have a character that's like God. God is the ultimate peacemaker in sending his only begotten son to earth that whoever believes in him might have everlasting life. He is the ultimate peacemaker. So when you're acting as a peacemaker, you're acting like God. A son of God, a child of God. That's, that's amazing that you could be likened to the creator of the universe because we're mirroring his qualities and his character. That's who we need to be. And the way we do that, one of the most important ways we do that is we lead people to know Jesus. We have peace with God, those of us who are Christ followers. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we should be sons of God, living out his character in the power of his Holy Spirit day by day giving up our pride, giving up our fear, being meek, being merciful, making peace between ourselves and other people as much as it is in our power to do so. Making peace between other people when it's in our jurisdiction to do so. Leading others to peace with God through gentle correction of our brothers and sisters in Christ 
who have fallen into some sin, but leading others to peace with God who don't know him by preaching and proclaiming the gospel and what God has done for us. You have a story, Christ follower. I know a lot of your stories, and they're good stories. Are you letting other people know those stories? Are you letting other people know what God has done for you? Is that what's important in your life as you're going through your day? Are you thinking about the fact that there are people who are separated from God, who are dead spiritually, who are, if that doesn't change, are going to end up in hell for eternity? Are you thinking about that and are you telling them your story? Because you have an amazing story of what God has done for you. The gospel of peace is amazing. We are to be peacemakers. That means we are to be out there with the gospel of peace. Peace with God. We've got to preach it. We've got to proclaim it. What has God done for you? Tell people about it. There is no more powerful message to a lost and hopeless person that there is hope, that there is hope for peace with God and eternal life that can start today, that can start right now. I don't want to see another young person or older person or anybody else commit suicide, which seems to be becoming a large problem again. And why does it happen? Well, it's a indication that people have lost hope. The world's not going to give it to them. You think that naturalistic scientism is going to give anybody hope? Hey, there's no God and the universe is just running and you don't mean anything. Oh, that's awesome. Let's write a song about it. No. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world because we are the ones who are proclaiming Jesus. That means we don't compromise and that means we speak and preach the gospel. That's your job. It's not just my job up here on a stage on Sunday mornings. It's your job every day, every minute of your life with those who are in your life who God has put there to be a peacemaker between them and God. Let him use you. What an important encouragement for all of us to let God use us and our story to share his peace with everyone we can. Now, if you have questions about any of this, or we can help you become a better peacemaker, call us at 360-885-9000. Or for email, use info at axchurchnw.org. Great to have you along today, and I hope you'll check out the next episode for more with Pastor David Robinson here on Contemplate. Contemplate.